0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's edition of Pick and Pod. Today is Thursday, April 4th. I'm Joey Dayon, glad to be alongside Dom Capone and Pete Hudek. Things are heating up in the NBA with just a handful of games remaining. And the NBA playoff starts April 13th. So much to discuss. Let's get right into it. First, we're going to discuss Russell Westbrook going for 20 points, 20 rebounds, and 21 assists. Uh, he said shout out to Nipsey Hustle." Mm-hmm. The, the famous rapper that passed away too, too soon. What do you guys think about that performance? It was one for the ages.
1: First off, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Like you said, a lot of NBA players coming out and showing support all the way from LeBron, James, Isaiah Thomas, and obviously Russell Westbrook. And that performance by Westbrook, 8 of 23 shooting, didn't really shoot well from 3, but you can't bat an eye. 20 points, 21 rebounds, 20 assists. Just an unbelievable performance. He had two triple-doubles in one yeah, game. It's nuts. And people going after Russell Westbrook basically saying he's a stat patter. That's basketball, though. Just yeah. You've got to get points for your team, help them. And right now the Thunder aren't playing that well. They've been struggling of late. They obviously have uh, clinched a playoff spot, obvi- um, but right now Russell Westbrook is playing well and getting 20 points, 21 rebounds, 20 assists, uh, that, that's, that's big time. That's legendary stuff from a legendary player.
2: Yeah, first off, rest in peace to Nipsey. Um, I've never always been a huge Russell Westbrook. Like, his triple-doubles, all right, I get it. That's nice. Like, he mm. he's looking for those numbers, but 20, 20, 20, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's not. That's insane. Twenty, Like, 20 points, 20 assists. You're responsible for at least 60
0: points. Yeah. That's right insane
2: that. to just think about.
0: Yeah, those are video game numbers by Westbrook. And back to Nipsey for a second. As you mentioned, Dom, there were just so many – uh, players reacting to it, and it, it really was like a culture shock. I saw Baron Davis on Players Only on mm-hmm. TNT mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Tuesday UT, right? night, Yeah, and he had an unbelievable speech just about how, how much Nipsey gave back to the community that he was from uh, in, in Los Angeles, a uh, tough neighborhood to grow up in, and it really seemed like he was a great leader to the youth over there, and, and, and it's tough to see something like that happen, but back to Russell Westbrook, going for 2020 and 21 is something that's Unbelievable. And a lot of people will say that sometimes Russell Westbrook is a stat hunter, as, as we mentioned, we touched on a little bit just now. But to go for 20, 20 and 20, that motor is something that you can't replace. And it's something that you have to appreciate watching. I'm not the biggest Russell Westbrook fan. But when you when you see him go out there and put up those type of numbers, I mean, it kind of leaves you speechless. No, Dom?
1: It definitely does leave you speechless and Russell Westbrook is a speechless type of player and the way he just plays the game, the intensity, the aggressiveness, how he gets into the paint, some of the slam jams that he has and and, and a lot of people like Pete, you said you weren't like a big fan of Russell Westbrook and you get those. I mean it's it's fine, it's an opinion but uh, I, I think people are going to go by and Russell Westbrook, it is not he's not going to be forgotten but people are going to look back on his career and be like wow he was some type of player. Averaging all these triple-doubles, for a season we've only seen that once before and he's gonna yeah. do it twice three
0: times in a row it's insane and getting back to it oklahoma city thunder now in the seventh spot at 45 and 33 that means a up against denver most probably what do you guys think about that matchup for oklahoma city and do you think they can advance further than the first round because denver has been a, a well-oiled machine all season long
2: yeah the thing about denver is i kind of see um i forgot what year it was but when uh the Mavs went in as the first seed and they got knocked off by that Warriors team wow. mm-hmm. with Baron Davis. I just don't like the non-playoff experience. I know, right. you know, sometimes it's stupid. You know, a team will be like some of those like not as good East teams are right now, like the Magic and the Nets are saying, "Oh, we have to make the playoffs." But with the Magic, it's like, is it really important to make the playoffs and get swept in four games? <laughs> the box, are they really yeah. gonna get that experience? <laughs> but I feel with the Nuggets, I just don't see them having that experience again against the Thunder with a team that has so much playoff experience. So much star potential, guys who have been there, guys who have done that. I just don't know if Nikola Jokic. But then again on the Thunder, the 3-7 and in the last 10, they've been terrible (laughs) since the All-Star break. So I really don't know what to say, but I think the Thunder will pull that one out. But if it was another team like the Warriors, the Rockets, and the Thunder would be in big trouble.
0: big trouble. I agree with that. I mean, lack of experience is a huge thing once you get to the playoffs. Oklahoma City, no cakewalk. I think for me it's it's more about Denver just being a very deep team. Oklahoma City doesn't have that depth that they would like and sometimes you need that in a long playoff series that that that's grueling and, and it takes a lot out of you. But um yeah, we'll, we'll talk more and touch about the Western Conference playoffs as we move along. Now getting to the rookie of the year, it's been Luka all season long, but as of late Trey Young has been absolutely sensational. Last night he went for 28 and 12. And um, he silenced some critics saying, What do you think about the uh, rookie of the year now? Um, in reply to Ben Simmons after mm-hmm. he said Luca because he's playing better than Trey Young comes out, and he's just been phenomenal as of late.
1: I look at it like this Luca's been fantastic all year. I'm, he's kind of on a plane. Trey Young was below that in the start of the year, and then he's kind of rocketed towards a similar plane to where Luka is. They're both putting up like similar numbers in that sense. You see, you look at the, the except for assist and for Luka, it's rebounds, but you see these 20 and 12 games. Trey Young will have 25 points, 12 assists. Luka, 25 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. They're having these type of games. I feel like the more consistent player Luka deserves it, and, and I understand where Trey Young's coming from. He's playing out of his mind right now. His last 10 games, he's getting... Uh, 24 points per game, 9.6 assists per game, uh, attacking on four and a half rebounds and, and shooting 46%. He's playing well, mm. but Lucas had that consistency all year.
2: Yeah, I just love Luca because he was almost dragging the Mavs for a little bit in the season into the playoffs, and he was beating good teams as the best player on the court. Trey Young, it's kind of been this late you know, run at the end of the season. There's a lot of players who have these like big runs. We'll see on teams that are tanking, they'll bring up some g-league player and he'll go off for 20 and 10 games I yeah don't really, last night lemon yeah yeah in I chicago i don't really respect those numbers as much but i i do love what Trey young is doing it's nice to see that that trade wasn't a total flop mm-hmm. the Luca for Trey young it's nice to see that you know atlanta's not left totally empty-handed but i really think luke is going to be the better player for his career and i think it's nice to give the rookie of the year to the guy who's going to be that transcendent star in the league to come
0: i think you guys touched on a lot of good points there dom I want to get back to what you said about having that consistency throughout the season. I think that's exactly the point. Luca's been dominant all season long. He's done it with a team with not a lot of help. Trey Young's usage rate is really high as well, but it took him a while to figure out the league. Luca was doing it from the get go. Yeah. And then you mentioned Trey Young's last 10 games. He's had 24 and close to 10 assists, but. And then people are forgetting about Luca saying, wow, Trey Young's had this unbelievable run lately. Unbelievable. He's been fantastic. But if you look at Luca over the last 10 games, yeah, he's been he's unbelievable. Right also, 23.3 points per, 10 rebounds, and close to 7 assists. So those numbers are even better than Trey Young's numbers. So Luca, for me, is... The clear favorite for the, for the rookie of the year, and he's been fantastic um, for the Dallas Mavericks. But both guys looking like they could be potential stars moving forward.
1: And one thing, I just want Ben Simmons to stop talking about rookie of the year altogether. <laughs> I mean, uh, everyone keeps saying, like, making the joke, like, it's the year's 2030, and <laughs> and Ben Simmons just won his 12th rookie of the year. Just please stop. It's so annoying. And then he comes out and he's ha, he has to comment on it, like, yeah,
0: I won rookie of the year last year, so I can make a judgment who's going to be it. Just stop
1: <laughs> talking. I don't. I just, it just just upsets me. <laughs> yeah, I hear you.
0: It seems like he's been in the league forever. Mm-hmm. Just his second year on the floor. Um, but yeah, that's a great conversation, great topic for debate. We all have Luca. It's a unanimous vote here um, on pick and pod. Moving now to the more intriguing part of the season. NBA playoffs just around the corner. As you mentioned, April 13th it starts, and the Eastern Conference at the bottom, six through nine, is just a, a crazy uh, mix-up of teams. All teams separated by just a game and a half. Uh Detroit in sixth at 39 and 39. Nets at thirty-nine and forty and seventh. Orlando holds on to the final eight spot at thirty-nine and forty. And then Miami at thirty-eight and forty. Just a half game behind them. Who do you guys see getting in moving forward? I know, you know it's going to be very tricky to see how these schedules play out with who clinches what and locks up something else, which which can play a factor in who plays down the stretch. But what do you guys see moving forward?
1: To be honest with you, I'm getting a little worried about the Nets. Yeah. Because they have a very tough schedule ahead of them while the Magic is sitting right there and then the Heat are only a half game out. And this is going to be the most interesting thing. I don't know how it's going to play out, but say the Nets drop to the 8th seed which is totally possible because they're playing the Bucks again and they just got blown out by the Bucks the final game of the season it's Heat Nets yeah, vying for that 8th spot and and you don't you don't know what could happen in that situation if the Heat beat them they could become the 8th seed and the Nets get uh, eliminated from the playoffs uh before they even had a chance to get there which is unbelievable because the Nets you know, they struggled. They came back. They were sitting at the sixth seed forever, and now they're tied right now with the Orlando Magic basically for that eighth seed, and the the Nets half a game out from being out of the
0: playoffs. So it's funny because, Pete, you just talked about how Orlando, like what does it do for them <laughs> to get to the playoffs, right? But Brooklyn, you know, being that solidified sixth seed for so long – uh, this season and now you know with just 3 games left they got to play Milwaukee on the road, Indiana on the road and then Miami at home. Those are basically 3 playoff games for them. So what does it do for Brooklyn if if they don't make the playoffs? It's is it such a big, you know, just letdown for that organization? I feel like it is.
2: I think it's a huge deal especially cuz this is a team that we're talking about trying to bring in free agency this whole right. season. Mm-hmm. And not being in the playoffs and, then, and being in the playoffs and giving a team like the Bucks and a Raptors a run for their money is a huge difference when you're talking to potential free agents. It's, and you know, the Magic, we're talking about like which teams we want to see. There's no part of me that wants to see the (laughs) Orlando Magic in the playoffs. Nothing excites me. You want to see Vucevic? No, I don't want (laughs) to see Vucevic. I mean, Aaron Gordon, you do your dunk contest. (laughs) That's fine. You do
1: your dunk contest. You're not playing in the playoffs. The thing is, like the
2: Heat, I'd like to see. I'm not a big fan of the Dwayne Wade farewell tour, but I do want to see him in the playoffs in his final season. I think that'd be really nice. The Magic, I don't, you know, are they even a, a good team? Like, is this going to be a team that's going to – is this a team that's up on the rise, or is this just kind of a fluky, bad Eastern Conference season and the Magic are the team to be in the A-seed? The
1: one thing about the Magic, they, they kind of deserve to get there because they – They've been hot. It's, they've been hot, and they beat teams like Philadelphia. They beat Miami on the road. They beat Indiana yeah. on the road. They they got the win they had to get against New York, and now their schedule coming up, Atlanta, they're in Boston, and then at Charlotte. Right. Two teams in there are not making the playoffs. So this is, a, I'm not going to say an easy schedule because they still have to win the games, but uh, definitely easier than what the Brooklyn Nets have to go to. Uh, go through and like I, I agree with you I, I really want to see D-Wade in the playoffs I can't see his career ending in the regular season that just wouldn't be D-Wade-esque
0: and uh, but that's what it looks like it's going to come down yeah. to I think it's going to come down to that Nets versus Miami game in Brooklyn final game of the season either you're going to see those young bucks of D'Angelo Russell and Dinwiddie and the Laverts and the Allens go to the playoffs for the first time or you're going to see D Wade, you know, get there for one final dance as he would love to do in his in his farewell tour. Who do you guys have in that game if it comes down to that?
1: Honestly, I'm going to have to go with Brooklyn just because I feel like they have a better team than Miami, and I think when it comes down to it, these young guys, like D'Angelo Russell is like, okay, we got to win to get in. They'll win that game. And I'm looking at the schedule for the Heat. They have Minnesota, Toronto, Philadelphia. they got some tough – and then obviously Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, so that's the other thing. That game is going to be sold out. The fans are going to be going crazy at the Barclays Center if that game comes down to it.
0: So as you mentioned, that looks like a tough schedule, but it's a little deceiving, right, because Mm -hmm. Minnesota – OK, it's it's it may be a tough game, but they're 11, 12. They're not playing for anything. Mm-hmm. And then Toronto basically locked up the two. They're set there. Yeah. And Philly also locked in at the three. So That's really, true. who are they going to play in those games? You don't know. It's a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. So for me, Miami's schedule is a little, you know, misleading. And then you got Brooklyn. I like D Wade. If it's a close if it's a close <laughs> game, I see D Wade doing what D Wade's done for his entire career being that clutch guy, making the big plays down the stretch and just shell shocking a young mm. Brooklyn team as much as I've loved I've loved Brooklyn this season.
1: And going back to the other point that you guys were making, would this be a disappointment if Brooklyn didn't make the playoffs? I already know what the fans are going to be saying. Well, this wasn't our year anyway. We weren't supposed to be even near the playoffs. No, no, no. D'Angelo Russell is a different type of player now. He's an all-star. You guys have a great, not a great team, but a good team, good young pieces. This team, uh, as presently constituted, is a different team than it was when the expectations going into the season. So if you don't make the playoffs and you're about to succeed for two months, three months, whatever it was, yeah, it's going to be a disappointment for them. Now, I, I don't know if that's going to deter a free agent from coming, but I, I think a free agent would like to see what this young team can do in the playoffs because that can really help you uh, getting a KD or someone else. They'll look at how well they play in the playoffs and how tough they play if they win a game or two against the Bucks if they're the eighth seed and they play or, or if they're the seventh seed and they play well against Toronto.
2: Just to make a point on the Miami uh, end of the season calendar, don't count out the Timberwolves. They've been yeah. playing teams tough lately. Since the All-Star break, I think town has been good for, like, 30 mm-hmm. and 10 rebounds a game. Um, and the Nets are playing the Bucks, the Pacers, and the Heat. They should beat the Pacers without Oladipo. The Bucks, I don't know what they're really playing for. Are they playing yeah,
0: Bucs are, are locking up number one seed. They, they're three up with four left, one win for them, and, and I mean, the over. thing is, though, the Bucs can see
2: it as, like, we don't want to play the Nets in the playoffs. I'd rather play, possibly, know, but Possibly, but it, they got
0: to get healthy, the Bucs. They're, they're a little beat up right now. Yeah. But back to your point, Don with Brooklyn, you, you, you hit it on the head with in terms of the adjusted expectation. you know coming into a season that you you may not think that you're going to get to the playoffs, but then all of a sudden you know you're making some noise and and you're there and you're in it for such a long time that you want to get there now
1: mm-hmm. because it's
0: a missed opportunity to develop these young players and see what they could do in the in the playoffs. I mean it, it's really, at this point, it's a missed opportunity for them. For D'Angelo Russell to have the season he's had and the Nets to have the season they've had, for Kenny Atkinson, the coach, the mm-hmm. way he's coached he just this got an season. Extension. Yeah, <laughs> for them to not get in, it, it would be a big deal. It, it would be a big loss for them, and I think that they need this. This, this is a culture changer for Brooklyn if they're going to attract free agents and get over the top. But moving on now, we got the Western Conference as well to talk about. A bunch of teams jumbled up. All eight are basically – they're all clinched. But now you got Golden State in the one, Denver in the two, uh, Houston in the three. Houston and Denver just separated by two games. Do you think Houston can catch Denver with the way they've been playing lately? Because Houston looks absolutely tremendous and they look like they're that well-oiled machine that we saw going into the playoffs last season.
1: Yeah, Houston winners of eight of their last ten, winners of four in a row. I think it's still going to come out Warriors, Nuggets, Rockets in that order. Uh, I, I'm i interested to see where OKC ends up just because I, I, look, I don't think the Spurs are going to get out of the first round. The Clippers... It, right now, they'll be playing the uh, Rockets. I still think the Rockets are going to win that. But I, I really want to see where OKC ends up. Is there a game and a half out from the Clippers, and they're also a half a game above San Antonio for the eighth spot? So, OKC could jump uh, could jump to the sixth spot and, and play the Rockets. That would be a very yeah, uh, nice sixers. matchup. Um, uh, right now, like Pete was saying, it, it would, it would be a, I wouldn't be surprised at all if OKC ran the table on Denver and basically surprised everyone to beat the two seed but if OKC drops to the eighth seed they're not beating the Warriors uh the team's struggling right now I just don't see them beating the Warriors um I don't see them beating um I don't see them beating the Rockets as well but I think Denver could be their best shot.
0: Do you guys see a dark horse in this Western Conference that that potentially can can shock I mean other than the Oklahoma City mm -hmm. Thunder which you mentioned um I think we're we're heading back for a golden state versus Houston. It's going to be a, a repeat, a crash crash collision back where we were last season. Do you see anybody upsetting those two teams?
1: The, I, I think one dark horse, I don't know how far they're going to go, is the is the Clippers because they're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Lou Williams is averaging 20 off the bench. They're playing very well. Danilo Gallinari averaging 20. Montre- Montrezl Harrell 17, tacking on 6.5 rebounds. This team is good, and which a lot of people didn't think after they traded Tobias Harris to Philly, uh, but they're right there in the thick of things, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers made some noise in the playoffs.
2: I was before we uh, before like last night. I would have agreed with you, Dom. Mm -hmm. But then I watched. If the Clippers have (laughs) to play the Rockets, yeah, last night was dismantled. Yeah, the Rockets were a well-oiled machine. James Harden having the best career of his life. Of best season of his life and now chris paul's back looking like chris paul doing chris paul things mm-hmm. it's just there are some
1: there are some games that are just blips on the radar I, I, right overall eight, right. In, eight wins in their last 10 games for the clippers i just think they're playing well but you look you can't like put that aside i understand where you're coming i from. don't
0: think there's blimps on the radar at this point in the season because mm-hmm. now this is where you are this is your, your identity is set you got four games left until the playoffs and both of these teams are fighting for something, and I know that this means a lot to the Clippers because it's Chris Paul coming back to LA, and they had a lot. They have a lot of animosity towards each other. These two teams,
2: like half those Clippers players used to play for the Rockets, right?
0: And then they had that brawl uh, last season where the Clip, uh, the Rockets tried to come in through the back door of the of the locker room, and Chris Paul was leading them through tunnels and stuff. So I think these two teams honestly hate each other. Mm-hmm. So. To watch the Rockets last night do what they did and to see the healthy pieces back, I, I want to get into the Rockets right now because they look phenomenal. They look like the team that 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 we saw last season. Chris Paul is 100% back healthy, and he looks like the Chris Paul of old. He, he, he's playing great. He had 29 points and 10 assists last night, and he barely even played the fourth quarter. James Harden was phenomenal as usual, he he was very efficient. He's continuing to play efficient basketball. Capella's been great as well, and then they've been really good at getting those complementary pieces in and, and and having that work to their advantage. Do you think that this Houston team, the way they're playing right now, can beat Golden State? I look. I hate putting
1: anyone. I hate saying that Golden State's going to lose. But the Houston Rockets, like you said, they're the same team as last year. They They might be even playing better right now. And they came from a game going to the NBA Finals and beating them if they can knock down a couple three-pointers and Chris Paul didn't get hurt. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat them, but I would still put my money if I had to yeah. on Golden State. Pete? Yeah,
2: I think the Warriors are going to win it all. But if there was ever a season – that the Warriors were not right. gonna win it. It's this weird season where no one knows what Kevin Durant's gonna do. It's been a, a cloud hanging over that season, you know. DeMarcus Cousins is out, so he's not really that involved. The team has actually been worse when it's that five man like lineup of him, Draymond, Steph, Clay, and KD. That that five man lineup has actually been pretty bad, and. I don't know. There's a lot of hype about the Steph Curry getting contact lenses. I don't know if you guys have seen yeah, that. Yeah, I did see
1: that. But he was having like a slump of 37% from and, three. And
2: everyone's like, oh, he's going to drop 50 a game now. I think yeah, he's going to
1: shoot 80% from three. Yeah, the
2: rim's <laughs> going to look huge to him now. But like, if he
1: did, in all seriousness, if he did have eye problems and he shot, he's shooting over 40% every single year that's incredible that's crazy like people were making jokes like what a normal person sees yeah. it's like a clear room with Steph Curry sees, it's all blurry and he's still <laughs> just making stuff
0: <laughs> yeah I was honestly I was playing basketball in high school I'm no Steph Curry obviously uh not even close but you know I was playing high school basketball and I couldn't see and then I got contacts and it opened up a, a whole new oh, world no. for me Everyone so be scared so of yeah maybe I don't know Stephen Curry now he's able to see a clearer clearer view of that of that bucket It may be disaster time for the rest of these teams. Um, But moving back, I want to talk on the top teams in the Eastern Conference now. Last week, we talked on the show about Philadelphia and Boston. They were, you know, a big part of, of what we touched on. But we didn't get to Milwaukee and Toronto. And a lot of people, I feel like Toronto is that lost team in the Eastern Conference that not a lot of people are talking about. Although they're the number two seed, they have Kawhi Leonard they have Marcus Saul. They have Kyle Lowry. They got a lot of nice pieces. Danny Green, Siakam, possibly as the most improved player. Do you guys like Toronto is a team that could get out of the Eastern Conference. I don't know why we're not talking about them more.
1: I just think because everyone's so like fixated on Giannis Antetokounmpo, right. MVP, the Bucks are the have the best record in the NBA and they're just going to go and win it all because it's the Bucks, Bucks, Bucks. And I really think the the Raptors, I know that's a different team than it used to be, but the Raptors um uh, failure in the playoffs the past few years when they got swept a few years ago and then this year or and if, uh, in years past losing and just not being able to get the job done I think people just see the Toronto That's Raptors stigma. As that. yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah I think there definitely is that stigma around the Toronto Raptors good for good thing for the Toronto Raptors there is no LeBron James and Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs this year LeBron so they don't Lebronto. have to <laughs> do they don't have to deal with that I just love the Bucks though man I am getting this Giannis, 2007, LeBron James vibe from him—that he's just gonna drag this team, he's mm-hmm. gonna will it into the finals. There's gonna be nothing standing in his way. Um, there is a little—if you talk to like Bucks fans, I've actually heard this—that they don't really like Chris Middleton in big games. Really, they wow. think they think he doesn't show up unless you're playing like the Celtics. Apparently, he annihilates the Celtics, but yeah, in big playoff games, he tends to like shy away. So maybe that's a problem. But I would have to choose the Bucks right now.
0: So Milwaukee at the top, though. They have a couple of injury concerns like Malcolm Brogdon being out till possibly the second I mean at best case scenario he comes back to the for the start of that second round mm-hmm. series and he's a key cog in that team that's a big concern for me. You guys aren't concerned with that at all.
2: I mean I don't think they're going to need Malcolm Brogdon to beat the Magic. Yeah, but then <laughs> moving playing, forward, you
0: know? but then moving forward after I mean, they play the Magic back, they got to play Boston. So mm-hmm. then Boston is no joke they're they've been there they've done that they're ready to go
1: and i know a lot of people are like put, pushing off the celtics but i think when the playoffs come around that they're going to be a different team i i just feel right. like that's gonna jason tatum's gonna show up like he did last year
2: um i mean how long are we gonna say they're gonna be a different team though that's been i
1: completely understand where everyone's coming from with the celtics right. but i feel like once the playoffs is just a 100%. different animal and they and they've been there and they obviously haven't done anything. They only made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but I, I feel like it could help them in their
0: benefit. Yeah, they're obviously know. not the Golden State Warriors getting to the finals four straight years and, and so on and so forth, winning it. You know, Possibly this is going to be a three-peat for the Warriors, but I think that's the same mindset that Boston has when, when they're playing in these regular season games. They're just such a good team, so well-oiled, so much talent that you kind of get bored with the regular season. And, and I think that's what's happened with Boston. I think you're going to see them click once playoff time comes, and I think you're going to see that Kyrie Irving, that's, that's a magical player, um, and he's just a clutch performer night in and night out once we get to the playoffs. moving Talking about the playoffs, I want to get to some individual guys that you may see just blowing up on the scene um, this playoff run. In the Eastern Conference, is there one guy in particular that you want to see just go off and and do some crazy things as a dark horse that you see coming forward? I just mentioned his name, but I yeah, I don't know if you guys are going to agree. Jason Tatum. I, I don't. So that, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, just, I
1: just think Jason Tatum is going to have uh, just a. Unbelievable he was unbelievable close. last season. He was. I mean, he wasn't afraid of LeBron James. Some people may back down, but he wasn't afraid yeah, he at was all. Great. He dunked on him um in that game seven granted they lost but I feel like Jason Tatum could if the Celtics I, I they've been in a funk for a while now so it's tar- it's hard but if they can get out of a funk in these next few weeks and they play well in the playoffs I think Jason Tatum's gonna be leading the way for them not Kyrie Kyrie Irving's still gonna give you his like his patented 22 points per game but I think Jason Tatum is gonna have, have to show up
0: so going off of that would you rather have the ball in Kyrie's hands or in Tatum's hands because you oh, just said down great, the stretch, you think Tatum.
1: That's a great question. I, I still think after Kyrie Irving made that shot in Game 7 of the finals, you can't just be like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not giving it to Kyrie. Jason Tatum's still uh, um, a second-year player in the league. Kyrie Irving's established all-star championship. Uh, and I would still put the ball in his hand.
0: But I, that's a good question, though. I see
1: where you're going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Pete, who do you got? You got any guys that you just want to see rip up the scene in this in this NBA I wanna, playoffs?
2: I want to see Blake Griffin have a really good first round. I feel like people have kind of forgotten that he exists over there in Detroit, but yeah, he's, been in a all, spot. he's been an all he's been an all NBA forward this season. He's like really putting in the work. I want to see him rip off some games. I don't really foresee the Pistons right now. They play the Sixers. I don't really see him getting anything more than like one win. But I want to see. I want to see it be close, and then Blake really dragging the Pistons almost yeah. to a couple victories.
0: Blake's been great this season. He's he's an, he's a forgotten guy. He goes to Detroit, and he's basically rotting over there. I mean, they're in the <laughs> sixth seed, but he doesn't get any press, no airtime. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Kawhi. I think Kawhi, it's time to see him back out there in the playoffs. The last memory I have of him in the playoffs was when he was tearing up uh, that game against Golden State in, the, in, the fir- in game one. And then he, he Zaza, you know, comes underneath him, he comes down on his ankle. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen Kawhi in the playoffs since then. So I think it's yeah. gonna be an unbelievable run for Kawhi this playoffs. Yeah,
1: because that was two years ago last year he didn't right, play. Right, yeah, right. you're right. So yeah. And he they, and the Spurs were what were they up by? Like twenty five at that point when he went down and then Yeah, everything I mean, just fell apart for them.
0: So that's what I'm uh, that's what I think when I'm talking about Toronto is that you got Kawhi now and LeBron's out of the East. Mm-hmm. So you are thinking Kawhi's the guy, man. Kawhi could go up and and if anyone's going to guard Giannis in a playoff series, it's going to be but, Kawhi Leonard. By the way,
1: how yeah. weird is it to think Kawhi Leonard is a is a final MVP? Like it, it just yeah. doesn't resonate because Kawhi Leonard he's, a, he's established now when he won the finals, he was kind of a younger player, but he right. did win a Finals MVP against yeah. LeBron. Exactly. Yeah. He <laughs> did it guarding
0: LeBron.
2: Two people got Finals MVP for their defense on LeBron James. Andre Iguodala and hey. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah.
1: And, but Andre Iguodala got that because Curry didn't... He yeah, struggled he a little bit. He no only strong. had like game three, whatever it was, of that that first uh, finals between the two. He played well. But Andre Gadala. I can't believe he won yeah, a finals Yeah, I can't MVP. believe he won a finals
0: MVP either. It's going to be pretty sad to to see the playoffs this year without LeBron James. It seems like every time you're, you're mm-hmm. watching the playoffs, you're waiting for that LeBron game it's to crazy. come on. You know, like, oh, LeBron's going to be on at 3.30 today on Sunday, and we're going to be locked into watching him play. The King is not in the playoffs this and season. He won't be in the finals. Yeah. I obviously so so it's yeah, tough. he'll he'll
1: never admit this but i wonder if like deep like deep down he's kind of happy because he wasn't yeah. he wasn't going anywhere the lakers team he's like okay i can rest they already exactly. shut me down the rest of the season exactly. i can relax with my family in the summer get back to work hopefully get a couple pieces and then go right back next year
0: yeah lebron but he will never admit that yeah. yeah i'm happy i missed the playoffs like he i made, don't need that <laughs> he made um Space Jam 2, build him a full-court basketball court. I don't know if you guys saw that so he it's, could work uh, on his yeah, game. Yeah. MJ did the same thing when he was going for his second three-peat um, in 99. We just want to talk about the last thing is Ernie Grunfeld let go as a GM of the Washington Wizards. Do you guys think that makes any bit of a difference for, for Washington moving forward? They, they've been kind of a dysfunctional organization yeah. lately.
1: Yeah, they've been very dysfunctional, and obviously with John Wall out, that's not really helping anyone's right. cause. So uh, I – And I I don't know the exact – how far it goes back, but I just saw somewhere – uh, Dwight Howard every single team he goes to the GM ends up getting fired with Howard still there and that's just bad voodoo from Dwight <laughs> Howard but uh, yeah the Wizards dysfunctional Bradley Beal still playing well you see uh, the yeah, Bradley that Beal was thing very going funny. around that when was, he was going into the tunnel <laughs> yeah, someone told him you suck and, and he just kind of gave him a look <laughs> like yeah I suck
0: no way I don't suck by no the also.
1: way that, that guy who said he sucked is a fraud was as soon as he looked at he's like oh I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of it but Anyway, uh, it's just a dysfunctional franchise, and uh, maybe it would have been best if – I'm not going to say they traded John Wall before he got injured and stuff, but this has been going on too long with them not winning. It's kind of like the Timberwolves in the sense. They all had those pieces, those young pieces, but it just wasn't working, and they're just going to break it apart.
2: Yeah, good for – I think it's a good day for Washington. They're not going to be – I think it's going to be a long road to recovery because they're going to be paying John Wall so much. But I saw a tweet with some highlights from the Ernie Grunfield era that was basically like giving $111 million to Gilbert Arenas right after a huge <laughs> knee surgery, trading the number five pick in the Curry Harden draft for oh, Randy man. Foy and Mike Miller. Uh, drafting Jan Vesely with the number six pick. Oh, what a great pick. $64 million. <laughs> a dollars lot of misses. To $64 to Jan Mahimny, and then like this huge extension to Andre Blatch. So I think uh, Wizards fans have a little something, a little light at the tunnel there.
0: Yeah, well, the Wizards aren't playing in the playoffs this season. Playoffs Shocking. start April 13th. Uh, for, for Dom Capone, Pete Hudek, I'm Joey Dion. It's been an unbelievable show and a, a lot of fun to talk about. Uh, NBA with you guys today. So long and farewell, and, and we'll be back for the NBA playoffs starting April 13th.